Once a week, we argue that old chestnut, which is better, X or Y? Also, a chestnut appreciation podcast. I am your host, Tyler, the furlong of this podcast. I am your co-host, Jordan, the barleycorn of this podcast. And I'm Kevin, your also host, and the hogshead of this podcast. Um, now, humor is, is measured in hogsheads, right? That is correct. Um, you just hack <laughs> off a pig's head and you just dump all the goofs right in there. There's a part in the middle where it stops being funny and it's just kind of <laughs> squishy and scary. Uh, but then once you have like, you know, a comically large pile of hogsheads, then it starts being funny again. Right. And it's one hogshead is always funny because you've got that sweet Lord of the Flies reference going on. God, that's, that's so topical. <laughs> yeah, Buster Keaton was always talking about that. Man, that Katniss Everdeen, she did really well in that Lord of the Flies book. Oh, yeah. Katniss was my favorite. I I was really upset when, um, when you know, it looked like she was going to have to kill Piggy, uh, but... You know, the fact that they decided to do that suicide pact, you know, really, really won me over. And then he got hit by a boulder. Sorry. Spoiler alerts for both of those young adult novels, I guess. I don't I don't recognize the reference, so I'm just going to assume that it's it's all Robert Frost. Poem. Hey, I finally actually watched <laughs> Battle Royale the other day. Yeah. And uh, I was disappointed at the hero being given a frying pan and then not actually using it to kill anyone. That would have been fantastic. Or it was a oh, I, really like, I do really like Battle Royale, though. And, um, Royale. Yeah, it's Royale, Royale no, with cheese. No, Battle I don't Royale like that with one. cheese. Um, but no, it's, it's a good movie. And some of the similarities with The Hunger Games are pretty uncanny i was gonna say is it true that hunger games just ripped off battle royale and took out all the asian school children <laughs> yeah yes. except uh, that's all the hunger games is. except the hunger games doesn't have a uh, beat takeshi as uh a psychotic uh school teacher who is oh, killing all of his students Ooh, i don't know who that is but i want to know who it is he sounds kind of like a dj beat takeshi <laughs> beat I think it was beat that's takeshi. what i thought i gotta double check that Hey, Tyler, All right. what's this show about? <laughs> As you've probably gathered, this is Ninjas vs. Podcast, a podcast where once a week we argue questions sent in by you, the listener. Would you rather and versus questions, and we hash them out here on the show. And so, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Our first question comes to us from Matt Barnett, who wants to know, Who would win in a ping-pong tournament? Thor, Norse God of Thunder, and Loki, Norse god of trickery and lies, or Dionysius, Greek god of wine, and Hades, Greek god of the underworld. Go. So this is a partner match between Thor and Loki versus Dionysius and Hades. Go. Are these um, are these the Marvel Comics versions of Thor and Loki? Uh, I'm going to say yes, because there are no other versions. So it's Chris Helmsworth. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. And- Hemsworth and and who was Chris the guy? Chris Helms Deep and uh, Tom Mc- Tom Chittleston. Tom Bombadil. Tom um, Riddle. It is Tom something, right? I don't even know. Versus the uh, the dude who's always drunk and blushing, and the dude with the blue fiery hair in the movie Hercules. Well, big old big old minus for. Uh, for Thor and Loki, if if it's anything like the movie, half or about two thirds of the ping pong tournament is going to be uh, Thor just making fish out of water, you know, antics about oh I don't have all my powers, well, why am I not able to kick butt? And it's like oh we're losing this tournament. What a hilarious turn of events. Um, so that's going to be real annoying and probably going to lose them quite a few points. I mean, it's going to be like like 19 to to 2 at that point. Hey, you've got to imagine though that Thor isn't going to be using a paddle. He's going to have that that mighty hammer. Mjolnir. Put some put some wicked backspin on those ping pong balls. I don't know See, here's the thing. Batter just destroy them every time. I was time. just going to say uh, those things are made of plastic, those little ping pong balls. You know what the most important thing about a a ping pong team is? Love teamwork. 
and Thor and Loki do not get along. And I don't know, I don't know if my Greek mythology well enough to know how well Dionysus and uh, Hades got along. But you know Dionysus is, uh, he's, he's the god. He's so easy to get along he's with. He's the yeah, god of alcohol. Yeah, I don't think he made a lot of enemies. He's just, he's just gonna, I mean, he is gonna show up to the match drunk. Because he's perpetually <laughs> drunk. But you know that he's gonna go along with Hades. Because Hades is gonna be like, oh, you brought me some brews? And Dionysus is like, you know it. Because I'm just imagining Dionysus, can I use Bacchus instead? It's a lot easier to say. Is that yeah, the Roman? Is that the Roman Bacchus version? Bacchus is the Roman version. Um, okay. Yeah, Bacchus is just going to be—he's just the bro of the Greek gods. He's got a popped collar, probably. He's packing like a—he's always carrying a twenty-four pack of Pabst Blue Ribbon with him, and uh, he's got those aviator glasses. And he is just—you know—because of that, because it, because of his alcohol culture. He's probably gonna be the best beer pong player out of all of them. Oh, so good! You're and right. I'm pretty sure beer pong skill also somehow correlates to ping pong skill, right? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. It's I'm I I was under the assumption that any table sport you get exponentially better at as you get drunk. Right. So like, I mean, that's, that's science, right? Well, he's gonna be so that means he's gonna be doubly great because he's gonna be great at beer pong and flip cup. Which again, mm, yeah. you're going to transfer Which those skills. Which is how they're going to decide who serves first, right? Exactly. <laughs> Obviously, as they do in professional tournaments. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, Dionysius slash Bacchus is only going to get better as he gets more tanked. Like that's what, like the drunken master Jackie Chan, who I'm sure was also very good at ping pong, not just because he was Asian, but because <laughs> yeah. he was a like, kung fu master. Um, yeah, he's gonna he's hedge just, that statement a little bit. What's that? He's gonna <laughs> go, go get, ahead. He's gonna get better and better as he gets drunker and drunker. And I assume that it's it's a rule that you this is there's just gonna be constant drinking during this game. Now because... there is probably a critical mass of drunkenness where he does pass out. Mm, that's Wait, true. pass out or level an entire city with his power? Pass stand out and scream. Or pabst out. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so problem is, though, drunk people, as we've discussed on this podcast before, are really easy to fool. Like, they're the easiest oh, yeah. person to trick And you know world. Loki and, has got those trick shots because he's the yeah, He's going to be able to psych him out. I mean, admittedly, Loki is addicted to trickery, so he'll be, you know, psyching out Thor all the time too, and being like, "And he'll also oh, you take that one. Oh, I'm gonna take it." He'll also probably like, be making a lot of missed points just because he's trying to do everything in the fanciest, trickiest way possible instead of, you know, yeah, keeping he has it simple. An inferiority complex, right? Um, so he's gonna be able to pull a fast one over on Dionysius pretty, pretty easily. But then again, Hades, like, I'm pretty sure the power of the undead is more impressive than, like, being able to lie people or being strong and having lightning. Like, even if he's paired up with some drunk dude, he's going to have, like, hell flames. He's going to be able to summon, like, minions and ghosts to heckle them. He's going to be able to do a lot of things. Um, I, I don't know. I think I think you may be tossing in a lot of different uh death metaphors into Hades because wasn't the original Hades like just some real depressed dude who kid- kidnapped some girl and like all he wanted you know. was love and no one would give it to him. Yeah, and he and then he kidnapped some girl and then there's like a boatman that you have to she hang out willingly with before you get over ate there. those pomegranate seeds, Kevin. See, look, all right, this is like, this is a dude, he's tough, his toughness is like pomegranates, like, what, like, no, this is not a man that's going to inspire fear into your competitors. Um, Especially when he rolls in with, like, roly-poly-oly over there. Right. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to go with it. Roly-poly-oly, he's small and fat and round, and in the land of boys and girls, he's the greatest... Thing around. I actually recognize what you're saying, but it's like some deep-seated, like I don't know where that came from. Like <laughs> some, uh, a rumbling a, in your childhood. Yeah. He was a Disney cartoon. Oh, okay, I got it. All right. Um, so I don't know that. Like, there's going to be a whole mental factor that these guys just don't bring to the table, 
And let's talk about fans. Um, for, for Loki and for Thor, you got a bunch of Vikings who are coming to, to root you on. Oh, who are yeah. gonna like rape and pillage and, and, you know, burn stuff. And yeah. on the first one, side, not so crazy about. Uh, on the that? Greek side, you got a bunch of frat dudes going out to support our boy uh, Dionysus, and they're now all you got a bunch of dudes in out. togas. They're all decked out in togas, and they're crazy drunk, and they're gonna fight those. Who who was on? Who was on? Uh, the Vikings. Oh, Vikings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, how's that gonna go? A bunch of uh, like, Jordan started s- drinking hours ago. <laughs> have you Yo. seen paintings of Greek dudes? They're not muscular at all. They're the most effeminate people ever. Yeah, but do they have the Dutch courage that our our team Greek toga guys do? Nobody here has Dutch courage. Yeah, I just threw out an incredibly anachronistic uh, <laughs> term for being drunk, but whatever. All right, um, let's go ahead and and take a vote on this. Uh, Jordan, which are you going with? I'm gonna vote for. I'm going to conditionally vote for Dionysus and Hades unless this tournament happens to take place on a Thor's day because that is Thor's day. <laughs> so I wouldn't go That's against awful. Thor on his day. That is absolutely awful. Is that Kevin? true? Is that a real real people thing? Yeah, no. I think Thurs- Thursday is That's... named after Thor. Is it? Uh, Friday is named after Frigg. Um, Wait, Frigg or so- Frigg? That joke is only slightly, slightly more justified. Okay. I'm going to have to go with Loki and Thor. You know why? Because Dionysius, he's he's drunk, and you know he's going to get sloppy, both playing and with his alcohol. He's going to be drenched in this stuff. Hades, uh-oh, you know, multiple parts of his body are on fire. Only if you're the Touches Disney guy, Hercules, Hades. <laughs> That is the only one that exists. Touches Dionysius. Well, that's that's even more an advantage towards Hades and Dionysus because then you have James Woods playing for you. So, uh, which is fantastic because uh, I was just about to go Thor and Loki, but James Woods, he's so good. Yes. He is wonderful. And he's, he's the best part of that movie. He's, Easy. He's so full of snark. And as you know, Snark is a very big part of ping pong. So I gotta go with Dionysius or Dionysus. Is it Dionysus or Dionysius? Dino. That's D- why. Dino's that's why Dino's I wanted Spumani. to go. Yeah, Dino sounds good actually. If he's a uh, if he's our frat boy, uh, pong, beer pong champion, Dino sounds great. Dino. <laughs> so Dino to the P. Matt, thank you so much for your question. Next time, you have to choose between putting money on Norse gods or on good old Hades and Dino. Go ahead and slap it down on those Greeks, because you know, you know, they have nothing better to do in their free time than play a whole bunch of drunken pong. So thank you so much for your question. Our next question comes to us from Alan Lamb. Thank you, Alan, who wants to know, Mumford and Sons versus Sanford and Sons. <laughs> Go. Is this even a question? <laughs> this is so it obviously Sanford and Son that I don't even know how much more arguing I need to do. Well, let's have a little exogenesis here. Let's let's spell out the reasons. <laughs> exogenesis? Sega Genesis? Let's have a little Sega Genesis. Let's play a little here. Sega Genesis here. <laughs> Alright. So So one is a cultural landmark, and the other is a bunch of like hippies with their Beards and indie hair and flannel, and they play music. And Mumford is the cu- cultural landmark, right? No. <laughs> I believe in Sanford and Son, they did have beards and probably wore flannel. So they're basically the same thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm seeing, uh, well, uh, Fred has a mustache. Lamont yeah. has a beard. So... Let's let's dig into those names, Fred and Lamont. Isn't that great? Lamont. Now, Sanford and Son was a kind of a counter to the bigoted, hyper-racial Archie Bunker. 
and it was, you know, a sign of, of tolerance and forward thinking. Whereas Mumford and Sons is just a sign that having a banjo in your band isn't novel anymore. That it's just something that was cool for a little while and now is getting really, really old. Oh, I love that. And banjo I say this though. And I say this as a banjo player. Mumford and Sons are essentially the Britney Spears of banjo music. So wait, can, can we take a quick poll? Do you guys do you guys dislike Mumford and Sons as music or no? I, I am not. A fan. I like their first album. I can't trust them. Why? Because they're British? No, because that that lead singer he's just a little lion man. That's <laughs> awful. Absolutely awful. Uh, well, since oh we... shoot, no, but that is oh hello, hold on, okay. So originally... I just saw a light bulb go on over Kevin's head. <laughs> originally, like I was, was going to say flickering on and off, and then it stayed lit for a little while. Look, Mumford and Sons are you know they're from they're from the old country, and they probably want to you you know try to bring us back into the fold and put us back under the British Empire. So in oh, that yeah. sense, I'm not Return down with that. Return to the British invasion, right? Uh, you know, kind of like a War of eighteen twelve two type situation, but Sanford and Son is based on the BBC's Steptoe and Son. Oh, so they're both British. So I can't Wait, trust either. Wait, is that accurate? Yeah, I didn't know it was based on British. Uh, here's a good reason to vote for uh, Sanford and Son. If you mm. uh, if you're on the Wikipedia, as we all are, and scroll down to other characters, I, you'll you'll I'm, note. I'm a- that's a general rule with this podcast. Listen to it with Wikipedia up and just look up whatever is mentioned and scroll down. But the you'll, see, you'll see. You'll see. I'm actually on the. I'm on the Encyclopedia Britannica's entry about Sanford and Son. I'm so. on Google Images, just looking at all of these wonderful pictures. You'll. You'll note that uh, there is a character played by Pat Morita of uh, Karate Kid training fame. Named Ah Chu, who is a Japanese-American friend of Lamont, whom Fred belittles every chance he gets. Fred insults Ah Chu on numerous occasions using cliched oriental jokes. Fred actually befriends befriends Ah Chu in a later episode because he wants to use him as a cook when he opens a Japanese restaurant. Sanford and Rising Sun in the Sanford house. Despite despite this arrangement, Fred still hurls verbal abuse at Achu. Okay, so, so I guess it's not as forward thinking as everyone thought. Yeah, minus Sanford's. Well, essentially, it was it was the 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 answer to the racist uh, Archie Bunker by being uh, ra- racist the other way. So um, good point. Because it's um, I mean you know everybody can pick on Asians, right? Is that how it goes? But you know. Mumford and Sons, as hacks as they may be at different points, they they did, you know, they did work hard and, you know, they they earned their fame and all that stuff. Whereas Fred, he's always going for those get-rich-quick schemes. You know, worst case scenario, Mumford and Sons is going to teach some fake adopted, uh, like, down south uh, wisdom or whatever, fish and chips advice i think they they leave advice on like the wrappers for the fish and chips right it's like a bazooka's joe bubblegum thing um whereas fred he's just gonna you know an entire generation that's gonna try and like buy civil war rifles and then sell them for more than they're worth and i can you know i can just watch storage wars i don't need to live it oh he was storage wars before there was storage wars oh Oh, that's true that's (laughs) he created storage wars Let's go ahead and compare them in an actual fight. Who do you think would win? The Mumford and Sons or Sanford and his son? Uh, Sanford and Son have street street smarts, so well, that's true. They Mumford also have and Sons a are a bunch of that you British know is going to be full of you know jagged pieces of metal, and like they, I don't think they believe in tetanus shots in Britain. I think that's like it's like. Dentists and tetanus shots. Those are the two they're big not, They're not really big on that. Um, well, also, because of, you know, like Mumford and Sons, because they wear such tight, tight jeans and vests, they're going to have no mobility. They're That's gonna, true. You know, Sanford and Son are going to run run circles around them. Although Mumford and Sons, 
they are going to be able to summon hordes upon hordes of high school and college age women to go and do their bidding. Whereas I don't think Sanford and Son have a lot of groupies anymore. And if they do, they're probably not quite that mobile. But man, you know, I just think going back to the outfits and stuff, I mean, they were steeped in that that 70s fashion that we all love so well. The, the big old wide lapels, wide tie. Everything was big back then. You know, pants were big and flared out at the bottom. I mean, that's the kind of thing that you can get behind. And that's really going to strike fear into the hearts of your enemies. I'm pretty sure that was in uh, Conan the Barbarian was what is good. It's to wear very large jackets and and large shoes that have fish in the bottom of them. That is what is best in life. All right. We need to go ahead and take a vote on this one. Kevin, which are you going with? Does that answer your question? Yeah, that was a Mumford and Sons hit single. That's, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, I am going with Sanford and Son because they taught us how to love again. I am also going to go with Sanford and Son because they are far more entertaining than the Mumford and Sons. Although, Mumford and Sons, if you are listening, if you can open a concert just by having one member come out and play the Sanford and Sons theme on a banjo, uh, you will have my undying devotion. <laughs> I, I will I will plug you to the ends of the earth. That would be amazing. Oh, and everyone's favorite TV star, uh, Tracy Morgan slash Tracy Jordan, is a big supporter of uh, Sanford and Son. So you know I got to go with him. Jordan? Uh, I'm also going with Sanford and Son, but I will use my time uh, to go through some more characters that are in Sanford and Son. <laughs> uh, Officer Smitty... Because that's how it works. Officer they Smitty Smith and slots. Officer Hoppy Hopkins are a pair of police officers who occasionally show up at the Sanford's residence. One officer is African-American, Officer Smitty Smith, and one Caucasian, Officer Hoppy Hopkins. Often... Hoppy incorrectly uses jive slang, which Smitty corrects. For example, cold instead of cool, or right up instead of right on. <laughs> I'm going to start saying um, right up now. Uh, right up, man. Uh, to be fair, Jordan, you did say that you were just going to list the characters, not read their entire Wikipedia entries. Oh, no, I did read <laughs> that the is... entire. I could have read more. Yeah, there's actually, like, multiple cited sources in there. So thank you so much for your question, Alan. And the next time you have to choose between going to a Mumford & Sons concert or just watching some reruns of Sanford & Son, go with Sanford. It's going to be wonderful. But if you can get to a Sanford & Son concert, do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, you are that's... not going to regret it. Uh, the, the London Symphony Orchestra orchestra plays the music of sanford and son ah so good son of bassoon um uh by the way just as a quick side note um in the in the case of wikipedia without ads versus wikipedia with ads uh i choose wikipedia without ads stupid. yeah in at the top of like that little you know there's like the table of contents key for each article at the Mm -hmm. very top of that there's like ads now and it's all like hey are you fat hey Don't be fat anymore kevin jimmy wales warned us that if we did not give him millions of dollars he would give us ads <laughs> that's a good point we did he have was a lot very of, upfront yeah, about that that's true well i maybe would have given some money if they didn't have that goofy guy with the ponytail and full-length arm sleeve tattoo asking me for it I'm like i don't know what that guy's gonna do with it like, hey, you want to give me some money? Because I can write some more Wikipedia articles. <laughs> Good point. Our next question, because our last one was so well-received, comes from Heimberg and Gomberg and the big book of Would You Rathers. They would like to know, would you rather have a water cooler at work full of malt liquor... <laughs> Or yes. extremely casual Fridays where everyone is required to wear Daisy Dukes. No, Go. no, 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 no. Well, Kevin has 
Kevin has firsthand experience. Kevin, you have in the experience second with one. both of these. But right? can we, for Absolutely. the sake of this argument, assume that the liquor in question is Colt Forty Five? Yes, I think that's safe to assume. Uh, I don't know. I you think could, it's also safe to assume that it's not just that you have a water cooler full of malt liquor, that it's you only have yeah. water coolers right. full of full malt, of malt liquor. liquor. Um, well, and it also, I mean, it could be Old English, it could be Country Club. Kevin, which of those liquors is going to work every time? <laughs> maybe oh, part shoot. of the trick is finding the one that has the cult in it and then make sure making sure you frequent that one whereas but different water true, coolers though. have different malt liquors if you had a, a water cooler with uh, or sorry a cult cooler a water cooler with cult 45 in it you would never fail at any enterprise at work because it works every time that's a good so point whether, whether you're chatting up a, a foxy female coworker, whether you're doing a big old PowerPoint presentation for the board, uh, whether you're trying to you know smooth over some client stuff, whether you're trying to set up a lunch meeting with Billy D. Williams, all of it, it's all gonna go perfectly, just as long as you keep that Colt forty five going. The now, only thing that's not gonna work every time is your liver. That one's that was like not gonna work after a while. Now, advantage of liquor cooler in the workplace is that you're not going to be the only one who's drunk. Like, your project supervisor is going to be drunk. Your manager is going to be drunk. Like, everybody is going to be drunk. So, it's going to be really easy to get that approval. Mm, Like, What about angry It's going to be a... Oh, that's a good point. Because I guarantee you some of those those hard-nosers in upper management are going to be some real angry drunks. With everyone drunk, I'm guessing the productivity of this company is not going to be very good, and there's a, probably a good chance within a few months that the company will have to foreclose on itself. So That's a good point. Or everybody starts bringing in their own beverages. That's always an option, too. And by own beverages, I mean mixers. Um, so now, if everybody's doing it, though, at least you don't have to walk around with a paper bag over your 40. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, You're just going to have There those is a paper bag cups. over the water cooler, though. <laughs> whole, oh, I, I don't know what's in here. I just can't stop drinking it. That's fair. But also, like, Jordan brings up a good point. When you're drunk, customer service is going to be really difficult. Like, people are going to come in, and you're just going to be, like, you're not going to be able to get their credit card information right. You're going to be, you know, making jokes that are not appropriate. It's going to it's gonna be a big hassle. But if you are working in the service industry or the entertainment industry, then wearing those Daisy Dukes, no, that's, that's going to get you some unwanted attention. Now, Kevin, I have, as a freshman. I have enough gay guys hitting on me in the theater without wearing Daisy Dukes every day, as comfortable as they may be. Kevin, as a freshman, you, and I believe it was even on a Friday, wore a pair of Daisy Dukes during during the midst of uh, prospective student tour guide season. Uh, yes. Would you like to elaborate on that experience? Well, I it was a it was a lovely spring day, and I felt you know what better day to gallivant in Daisy Dukes than this day of days. Um, so I tossed on some Daisy Dukes. I believe I also got some of those, some tube socks and pulled them all the way up. I believe you um, also blinded a half of campus with how white your legs were. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? It was just after winter was over. My legs were a, a, a very unprotected, creamy, milk white color. And, um, yeah, so I went to class and then on the way back, uh, there was a tour group of prospective students walking by and uh i walked directly past them and just kind of gave a little wave uh and then who else should drive by but the president of the college and academic dean who uh again i gave a courteous wave to and uh waited for my expulsion was uh was provost colonel sanders there as well yes oh yeah 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 yeah. it was it was those two but you didn't stick out your leg and try and like hitch a ride on their golf cart or no, anything. No, but I, the pockets were hanging down past the the dukes. So, um, but I got to tell you, um, there are some people in life that should never wear 
Dukes of Daisy, and and those people are all are they are they is that a hazard <laughs> for them? Yes, it, it is. Um, it is it is such a hazard. You might call it the Duke of Hazards. Um, and uh, oh gosh, that, like I would. I would I would legitimately petition to work from home if I had to see people in Daisy Dukes every Friday because, like, I think you it, it would it would legitimately be psychologically scarring. Like I, you know, hey, maybe with the Colt forty five scenario, my liver wouldn't work, but I would definitely gouge my eyes out in the Daisy Dukes scenario. So then I would be blind, and that would be a bummer because well, I like seeing things. Doesn't it depend a lot on what your job is? Like, what if? Uh... What if you work for Victoria's Secret? Then they're more clothed. Right. <laughs> I was just going to say that, yeah. That doesn't really work out. Although, yeah, it's garbage, you know, there so. is the other side to Kevin's coin, which is, you know, for for every person that, you know, probably shouldn't be wearing Daisy Dukes, there's somebody that maybe should be wearing Daisy Dukes. And that has advantages and disadvantages of the ratio own. is 100 to 1. A hundred terrible Daisy Duke forbidden people to one, you know, real attractive. Kevin, advantage. Are you going to smother out that one bright star? Yes. Oh, gladly. Absolutely. Advantage of the attractive Daisy Duker, though, um, (laughs) is that you're going to, your car is going to be so clean because you know they're not going to be able to contain that car washing energy that they have pent up inside of them. They're just going to go to town on the the, the company the, lot. The entire office is just going to turn into one big car wash. Yeah, they're like, "Well, we're wearing the correct attire anyway." <laughs> that actually would be a pretty fabulous Yeah, Friday but I really don't want to see Bill from accounting doing his wet t-shirt contest. Yeah, but you'd have some clean cars though. That's a good yeah. point. Um, yeah, and I hate going to the car wash. It costs money. So okay, but minus, although it is kind of like an amusement park ride, <laughs> minus for the Daisy Duke scenario though. If you wanted to describe as an adjective what that day was like, you would have to say it was Daisy Dukey, and that's probably not something you want to add to your lexicon. Another disadvantage of attractive Daisy uh, Daisy Dukes is that. That's going to be a temptation in the office space. That's going to that's going to distract you from your work just as much as alcohol, maybe that's not true. as much as alcohol, but still, even like even if you follow up with those temptations, like that's you know, we've talked about the dangers of dating in the workplace. That's going to be tough. Oh, giant giant minus. Oh, and first of all, yeah, never dip your your pen in the company ink, by the way. Um, yeah, but, but who's to stop on the other side, who's to stop you from drunk texting your coworkers at work? Wow, because you're a uh, liquor the, water cooler. The thing the, is, they're uh, going the pa- to be the drunk responding. You're, you're gonna be, you're gonna have drunk memos sent. It's not just your phone, Kevin. You have your computer as well. Oh, I, I, I have a touch screen, so I, I have a pattern on that as well. Um, no, but here's the problem with the Daisy Duke scenario. Um, yeah, everybody at your office is wearing them, but until you get to your office, you have about a billion people to explain why you're wearing Daisy Dukes to, especially in the dead of winter. Yeah, that's, like, oh, that's a great, that's a great point, temperature. Yeah. Uh, Daisy Dukes, that's gonna be real cold, and that's every Friday. Yeah, and if you're wearing, yeah, if you're wearing Daisy Dukes in the wintertime, and you have your trench coat over it, you're gonna look like... One of those guys that goes to movie theaters and exposes those himself to people. Those are the only people. guys who go to movie theaters. Yep. Yeah, but what if... Which is a huge taboo in our culture now. That's right. What if, never go there. what if the fact that your company is the only one wearing Daisy Dukes on Friday becomes like a status symbol? Like, let's say... Nope, it was let's say, Let's say you, your, your employment is you work for the Miami Heat. Suddenly, LeBron James is wearing Daisy Dukes, and it's cool. And uh, that would be super cool. Then it's no. Then it's like, oh hey, that guy works for the Heat. He must know LeBron James. Um, and that that logic was very specious. I would like to see that plotted out. Also, 
With the Colt 45s, though, maybe you're drunk, but you're going to have that nice alcohol warmth inside of you. Ooh, the beer coat. Yeah. The the emotional warmth and the physical warmth. (laughs) Yeah, but you also had the beer goggles, so uh, Helga, the secretary that you normally wouldn't even look at with a side glance, she's suddenly going to look real attractive to you, and you're going to make some mistakes. Oh, oh, wow. That's a really good point. Um, Think of, in the beer scenario... Think of the copier images that will be spewing forth as a result of all this this liquid courage. How much uh, how much mooning can we handle? Yeah, there's you're not gonna lo- want to look at those. And the faxes, oh my word, the faxes! No, please no. I don't think I could deal with that. So many butts. Has anyone ever? Do you think anyone ever has faxed their proctologist a picture of their butt? <laughs> what, do you, what, what does this look like to you? Should I, hey, should I come in this? for a visit? Is this is this, a, is this a butt? I think this is a butt. Am I good? Uh, I can't tell if that's if that's a tumor or if that's just some cheese. <laughs> All right, this. we need to take a vote. I am going to go ahead with drunken workplace because there's there's no way I could handle. Wearing them Daisy Dukes around the theater. There would be so much pinching going on. I don't even want to think of it. <laughs> Kevin? You know what? For, for all that I've said, I'm going to go with the Daisy Dukes. Because they're just so American. You know, it's just going to be red, white, and blue all up on that Friday. You're wearing those Daisy Dukes. And, and that's the kind of workplace that I want to live in. Jordan, uh, I'm gonna go with Daisy Dukes because I have a hard enough time like keeping focused while I'm at work already, and the idea of me being drunk at work is like an absolute guarantee that I am going to get nothing done, even if I tried. <laughs> so Heimberg and Gomberg, thank you so much for the question, and everyone else. If you have to have to decide between wearing Daisy Dukes to the workplace or having malt liquor. Go ahead and wear those Daisy Dukes, cause you're gonna look great. It's Are we gonna, gonna accentuate? You, you know what? Try right both. Areas. Try try rolling in on a Friday wearing some Daisy Dukes and with a, a forty, a cold forty five, and just see what happens. Yeah, see which people prefer. Are we gonna like, debate? Would you rather me? <laughs> what? Are we gonna debate who which last name is more goobery, Heiberg or Guyberg? <laughs> It's Heimberg and Gomberg. It's, it's not Heimberg and Guideberg. <laughs> oh, that's my cousin Guideberg. He's always doing crazy things. Our next question comes to us from Adam Burgess, who left some great 90s questions on our Facebook wall. And he wants to know, who would be worse as a best friend Eugene from Hey Arnold, the kid who's cursed with chronically bad luck, or Doug Funny from Doug. Go. Uh, I was really disappointed just now because I don't know the Hey Arnold characters that well. And I was like, oh, Eugene, he's the cool black kid with the the cylindrical hairstyle. And then I was like, nope, that's Gerald. And then I. Gerald is the best. Uh, Gerald is the best. I was like, man, I want to. I want to be friends with Gerald. He seems like the coolest kid in the school, bar none. Uh, Eugene is the kid who, like, has super high tube socks all the time and doesn't realize that the back of his shirt is, like, tucked into his underwear poking out. And it's just he is the most accident-prone human. Like, he'll be walking down the street and fall in a manhole or, like, break 50 mirrors with a black cat that he, like is throwing for some reason but that's a huge plus for eugene kid is indestructible he will fall down a 30-foot manhole and get up with nary a scratch on him he will break all those mirrors cross all those black cats and that kid's not dead that's a pretty great best friend you just know that guy's never gonna die he's always gonna be there to get you in and out of scrapes he's gonna be with you through thick and thin his hair is kind of weird though Everybody's hair is weird on that show. Are you serious? Like, Arnold has, sort of like, has a, like, an like a thicket of hair that parts in the middle by by a baseball cap, and that's not weird. Um, 
Disadvantage Eugene, he isn't exactly a cool kid to hang around. Like, he's a bit of a nerdlinger. Um, but there are advantages to that, though. Because having him as your best friend, like, he's going to be just happy to be around. You know? He's just like, wow, this is great. You know? He's not going to try and steal the spotlight. Whereas Doug, you know that everything's going to be about him. It's going to be about him and his dog Porkchop. And about his, I love Patty Mayonnaise. Let me let's yeah, find a way to true. fall in love with Patty Mayonnaise. Let's do let's tell a story about my life for the next thirty minutes. How well, about that? Yeah, that's the thing because he's like he's always gonna be like pulling. You're gonna be hanging out. And he's gonna be like pulling out his journal, like dear journal. And you're like I'm right. I'm <laughs> sitting right here. We're playing Scrabble. My eyes are up here, Doug. <laughs> I be- Patty says that in the show, right? Like a couple of times. Um, <laughs> We're playing Scrabble. My eyes are up here. Uh, yes. Oh, but okay. Hold up, though. Let's mm-hmm. compare awesome black friends that you're going to peripherally have from each of these. Because you're either going to have Skeeter, who... is technically I mean, green. He's, he's blue, but he's clearly black, all right? He's a good dancer. He's great at basketball. He's supposed to be black. Um, and Gerald, who is actually black and who is awesome, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say advantage Gerald because he's like a he's like a beat poet. They always turn to him and he's always got some sort of story or, or rhyme or, or rhythm to toss out. And one of my favorite moments of going back and watching cartoons from childhood and realizing how much they put in there that kids don't know what the heck they're talking about is in the Hey Arnold movie, they're trying to have a block party and decide, deciding what to name it, and Gerald jumps in and tosses his fist up and goes, Block Power. <laughs> and I was like, nope, kids don't get that one. Oh, Olympics. Uh, advantage, best friend Doug Funny, though, He's going to bring you to those Beats concerts, which are going to be pretty sweet. They're like, oh, going to, you know, be on a road trip to see this band. We're going to help to, like, load in and out their stuff and meet them and hang out with them, et cetera, et cetera. And we're going to make, you know, some pretty sweet music videos of our own, too. You That's know, true. you've got to imagine that if Banging on a Trash Can was made today, that'd go viral. You would be an Internet superstar. Well, and it's not only the Beats, it's also um, the their sister band that they went to see, uh, Beatford and Sons. Um, Beatford and Buns. Uh, but uh, I I think the pro- another problem minus Doug is Quail Man. Oh, yeah. He's always going to be coming out, you know, trying to save the day. Guy's He's underwear be wearing his, his pants. underpants on the outside. Right, and and you're gonna tell me that now, Eugene's a nerd, he, and then you got your other guy who's wearing underwear do you on think, the outside. Do you think as Quail Man, he's wearing like is he going commando, or do you think he there's has, no way he can do that quick of a change? So you, yeah, imp- there's, there's no second pair of underwear underneath, or is that what you're saying? No, no, no. Yeah, he, I he don't has think a second he's pair. Not he, that he's not wearing it all. He keeps it in a pocket. I don't know something because yeah, that would be impossible. You would literally have to be a superhero to do that quick of a change. But with the Eugene scenarios, you're going to be caught up in his bad luck. Like the Hey Arnold episode where they both get stuck on the top of... No, maybe he's with Helga. I don't know. Somebody gets stuck on the top of a roller coaster. That's going to happen all the time. Like you'll be with him and like, oh, stuck at the top of the Ferris wheel. Stuck at the top of the roller coaster. Car battery died. What else can go wrong today? Oh, vo- voodoo curse just got put on you. Oh, now you don't have any legs. Oh, that's a bummer. Although, um, it's also an argument of the worlds that they're in. Because you, if you're living in the Hey Arnold universe, that means you're in a vibrant city with really cool stuff like giant snow battles and, like, garbage day, you know, hazing rituals. <laughs> And, like, a sweet local baseball team and all kinds of characters. You know, even if you're best friends with, like, the nerdly one, there are so many other people that you're going to be hanging out with through association. Whereas in Doug, 
you're just kind of like in the suburbs. Yeah, but you're in like oh. a, a very pastelly town with pretty boring friends. Oh, I'm sorry, Tyler. If American suburbia, uh, the great poetry of this nation, doesn't appeal to you as much as a big old boisterous city, uh, they have the Honker Burger, a simple but delicious <laughs> hangout where you can spend time, real time with people and get to know them. And you can also go to the other places that they went to. Yeah, what was like up that with arcade? Uh, what was up with Skeeter's like nervous tick of honking? Uh, that was creepy. I'll give you that. You've got to think that there was some like experimental elementary school, like run by the university, the University of Bloomberg, that you know just like was constantly testing new educational systems on these children. Why the heck did you put a link in to? <laughs> A University of Southern California faculty member? Uh, because it's the voice of Helga. She's very attractive. Are you serious? Oh, wow. That's Helga? Yeah. Holy crap. Put that picture up on the the Facebook group. She's beautiful. Yeah. No, I don't want them to see her. (laughs) You want to keep her to yourself. Holy crap. Just going to Photoshop some Daisy Dukes onto that. Her email's there. I kind of want to email her. I'm really trying to to put her voice to that face, but it's really well, hard was, to imagine Helga's she, voice without a unibrow. Well, she was one of those child actors, probably, and then actually grew up to be a normal person like uh, all those other unsuccessful child actors. <laughs> um, Biff, Biff Tannen. Advantage um, Eugene, everybody just feels sorry for him, and they're probably going to feel sorry for you <laughs> uh, by association. Disadvantage Doug, Roger Klotz, he and his goons are going to have their sights right on you. And oh. no, nobody wants to put up with that, especially after you finally give Roger his comeuppance and then realize that he's actually from, like, a negligent trailer family. Yeah, and, and you're going to get, like, bad. if you're with Doug, you're going to get, like, duped into going on some kind of snipe hunt for whatever that thing was. I don't even remember. The nematode. Goof- yeah, yeah, that Nanny goofy... <laughs> What was the name of that goofy purple neighbor he had? Oh, Mr. Dink. Oh, Mr. Gosh. Dink. Mr. and he Mrs. Was Dink. Pretty Dual great. income, no kids. <laughs> yeah, Another thing just, kids do not get. Yeah, I was going to say, I never picked up on that They just bought a whole bunch of cool appliances. Oh, boy. But, I, I mean, okay, like, Eugene is at least, he's one nerdy person. But it looks like Doug is just surrounded in a sea of nerdiness. Like, Mr. and Mrs. Dink and, like. Those uh, really creepy twins. Yeah, well, and his sister's kind of a tool. Like, there's no. She's a proto hipster. She's like full out beatnik. Exactly. That would be yeah. pretty insufferable. Oh yeah, that would be the worst. Um. Oh man. He does have pork chop though, which is a pretty pretty good as far as Snoopy ripoffs go. <laughs> BB Bluff is rich. Maybe you can get some of that money action. Ch- Chalky Studebaker, the rich, successful white kid. Who was head of the class and the teens and all that stuff? His name was Chalky. <laughs> Is that spelled way like to, chalk? Way to dress that. Way to, way to dress that one up, Nickelodeon. You nailed it. How do you spell that? Chalky. C H A L K Y. Oh wow! All right, we need to take a vote on this. Jordan, what you going with? Um, I'm gonna go with. Doug, because as big of a loser Doug is, Eugene is like a million times worse. <laughs> Kevin. Um dang, I was just trying to look up that uh that's that amusement park that they went to in Doug, but I can't remember the freaking name of it. Um, um Beats This is Topolis. Um I don't know. I I think I'm gonna go with Eugene because that that hey our own universe uh, that was gritty and real. I mean, they had an episode about his Asian stereotype neighbor who actually turned out to be uh, a country singer. A, <laughs> I was gonna say lost that, his lost his child in the Vietnam War. Yeah, that's the less important. So you're, yeah. you're saying it's it's a little more progressive than Sanford and Son. I, just, a, just a bit. Um, yeah, I. 
And yeah, as opposed to to Doug, who's lost in in just a, a slew of imagination, and uh, his who is that other dude? Oh yeah, because he he was like Doug is like a schizophrenic. We can all agree on that. Like, cause he's yeah. like he goes back and forth between Quail Man and what's his face? Who is the secret agent guy? Uh, Smash Adams. Oh yeah, Smash Adams. Like. This kid spends about, like, total two minutes a day in the real world, and that's who you want to be your best friend? I'm going Hey Arnold. And I am also going to go Hey Arnold because, one, yes, it's just going to be such a better universe to be in, and two, Eugene does have that cool tough guy phase for a while where he buys a leather jacket and some pointy boots and gets kind of mean but attracts all the chicks. And you know, you know, I want that, especially now that I know what Helga actually looks like. As um, uh, if the as, Hey Arnold universe is real, <laughs> then she doesn't have a voice actor; she's just Helga. Ah, oh, darn! Oh boy, that's not a world I want to live in. But because, uh, as Jordan's next line in the chat says, "Daddy want." <laughs> <laughs> I did not read that. There's something for daddy. There's something. <laughs> So thank you so much for your question, Adam. And the next time you have to choose between associating yourself with the Doug or the Hey Arnold universe, go ahead with Hey Arnold, because really, there are enough good things to outweigh the bad of Eugene. And at least he's loyal. (laughs) Doug's just kind of looking out for number one. So thank you so much for all of your questions. If you would like to send us questions, please send them to Ninjas Versus Podcast. That's versus VS, no period, podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Ninjas Versus Podcast where we post some cool images. We just put up a, a downright adorable picture of the three of us from Valentine's Day, which you can check out. Um, We'll see whether or not Jordan jealously guards uh, Helga's actual identity. Um, But we love interacting on there, and we'll frequently uh, take questions and also just post things that we think are funny and we like. Uh, You can also get a hold of us on Twitter by tweeting at Ninjas vs. Podcast or using the NVP hashtag. Jordan, do we have a tweet of the week? We we do. I just had to sign into Twitter because it's the first time using my computer and it took a while. Um, I'm going to have to look this up in a matter of five seconds. You do have a sweet new computer. I do. Pretty floss. Awesome. Yeah. Even better, also, though, is people, that I'm getting his old computer. If if people aren't following uh, <laughs> Kim Kierkegaard-Dashian on Twitter, you really should be. I love that. that um, uh, my so. my Twitter plug of the evening is Hoffman B-Ball. It is a fake Dustin Hoffman Twitter account that the only different thing about the universe is that Dustin Hoffman is a basketball enthusiast. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh man, I was the most shoot- wasteful. I was su- shooting some great free throws today. Uh, also, I was in marathon, man. <laughs> like that's that's most of the tweets. That's dynamite. I'm gonna go follow that right now. Uh, yes, the, the tweet of the week. Uh, we have no real official tweet of the weeks this week. Um, but the tweet of the week we're going to go with is from Jessica Hobson, who uh, tweets, there's always that temporary fix distraction hashtag MVP essay. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's uh, us. That's us. To we a are team. we are your temporary fix, uh, and please send us your MVP essays. Um, Ooh, yeah. should we? Yeah, let's have an MVP essay contest. Yes, we would. We would love to read the winning essay. Done. On okay. There. What's uh? What's the topic? Um, I don't know. Our fan ooh. fiction kind of petered out after a while. How about um? How about longing? Longing? Just leave it open. Leave it open, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. How about so openness? We, we, will, <laughs> we will be accepting essays on openness and longing and longing for openness. So thank you so much. So submit those to, I don't know, wherever. Where? The, the Gmail. 
Yeah, wait, do we have a Gmail? Yes, I plug it all the time. Ninja oh, good. Uh, Tyler, that's the I... part of the show where Kevin and I glaze over and ignore Absolutely, why said. would we ever listen to that? Usually I have to edit out the noise of Jordan compulsively uh, clicking his baby's first chopsticks. <laughs> that he has um, on him most of the show um, yeah actually please please do i would really love an, N- an nvp essay contest so please send them to that gmail that tyler always plays. uh can we scrounge up some kind of reward yeah um uh yeah what's a good reward i don't know other uh, than a personal shout out um we will come about- up our contest for the next week we'll come up with a- we'll come up with a reward for you yeah, yeah, and at the very least, it'll be a haiku about you. At the very least, yeah, maybe three haikus. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, and then you'll have haikus. to write a second essay about why one of them is better than all the rest. Yeah. Maybe we'll record you a custom ringtone or something. Uh, yeah. You can also find us on ninjasversuspodcast.erictoribio.com where you can stream episodes. It's a great website for uh, sharing with friends. And you can also see our spam comments, which I'm just going to read one today. Uh, it's on episode 58, Al Roker Tempura. It is from Clarice. And it is just... Hello, Clarice. <laughs> That's it? That's the entire comment. <laughs> and uh, it comes to us from exertosparsos.wordpress.com. Uh, I, may, I may send that user a Gmail. Because if they made a bot that just goes around and says hello, Clarice, on people's WordPresses, that's pretty wonderful. That's worth it. That's worth it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, Quick quick Twitter plug for me, um, at George Hampy of www.georgehampy.com. Oh, yeah, because he's over in San Fran. That's got right. His big acting job in Dead Metaphor. That's which right. you should all go and see once it opens, um, because obviously most of our listener base is in San Francisco and not the greater Pennsylvania Yeah, area. huge following. Um, thank you to Animal Tropical for our intro, 20 Miles. Thank you to Sparrows and Crows for our outro, Ultraviolet Bliss. And thank you to so much to everyone who likes the show, to everyone who's been sharing the show. We really appreciate it. Our uh, our newest like on Facebook is from Brett Murphy and also from uh, Camille Marie. Thank you so much for liking the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, any ratings, reviews, subscriptions you leave on iTunes, those are always super appreciated. And they also just make my day. I'll be at work and I'll bring it up every once in a while. And when I see a new review, it's it makes me happy and it makes you know wearing Daisy Dukes uh, in the workplace all that much bear- more bearable. So thank you for all of that. Our final question, keeping with our ninjas versus podcast theme, ninjas versus the cast of Hey Arnold, go. Um. Oh, ninjas! Because if they walk anywhere past that stoop, stoop kid's not going to be able to get to him. Because stoop kid's afraid to leave the stoop. <laughs> all, right, all they need is some shuriken. <laughs> Wait, yes. no shuriken. I think shuriken is the <laughs> is the Street Fighter move. Yeah, sh- shuriken is is the thing. Is the ninja star? Jordan. Uh, I would like to vote for the cast of Hey Arnold, because the cast of Hey Arnold also includes Dan Castanella and Tress McNeil. So by getting the cast of Hey Arnold, you already get like the cast of The Simpsons as well. And that's like an army in and of itself. So, And I am going to go ahead and go with Hey Arnold, because they've got... The King of Swing himself, the actual Dino Spumoni on their side. That real person, Dino Spumoni. And if I know anything from his songs, um, Baby Pow, he'll smash them all. So you know he's going to be coming in there with his swarthy Italian street smarts and just take them all down. So thank you so much for joining us. As ever, I'm Tyler. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kevin. And until next time... You 
better not touch my gal, or I'll pop you in the kiss of pal. <laughs> what are you gonna say, George? What do you Sorry, guys? What, what should I put in my email to Francesca? Oh, that's what our essay contest should have been, right, George? The email. To yeah, Francesca. you can do that too. If you're still listening, you can do that. I'm dying uh, I want you. I need you. We'll be baby dead when we're all done. I believe that's the standard. I say, say, I've long admired you from afar, and now I'd like to admire you up close, real close. How about say, I, this is I stalk funny, you like how guys stalk you. Yeah, this is a funny uh, turn of uh, transference of roles here, because I yeah. definitely have been collecting your username. And I, yeah, I've made a, I've made a shrine to you, and I've sacrificed uh, many virgins to it. You're probably gonna suffocate inside those. <laughs> like if you are even even the tiny sandwich sized one. If you if, if you, you are don't a have child. the utmost amount of care. No, even as an adult, if you're not constantly on watch for your own self destructive behavior, you're you're gonna wind up getting that fastened around your lips somehow. I don't know, maybe with a rubber band.